0: This is the MMA takes podcast. MMA takes podcast. With your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Woo! Well good, well go, well good. Man. Little late. Little late. I'm sorry. I love getting the recap shows done by Sunday or Monday because it's like Tuesday. It's like, who gives a fuck? We're on to the next one. But I've had a lot going on. Number one, we'll get into it. Number two, I almost was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do the pick'em. I'm not gonna do the recap show, but I'm like. It was UFC 269. A lot of shit happened. It's the last pay-per-view of the year. You gots to talk about it. So that's what I'm here to do. I gots to talk about it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about it. We're going to get into all of it. And then we're going to preview the final pay-per-view. Or excuse me, final fight night of the year. And um, yeah, it's a little somber note, right? And the, But we got some. I got some content planned. We're going. But right now, your boy's tired, okay? I Let me tell you what's going on in my world. Let me tell you what's going on in my life. As many of you know, I work for a shipping company that wears brown, okay, and this is the busy time of the year. Now, what I do, my job, what I do, my job is, I've described it before as we're like, you know, and I don't want to, you know, soul and valor or anything, but we're like the Navy SEALs, okay? It's a sweet job, been there 15 years, Uh, worked as a preloader, which means I'm just fucking shoveling boxes, a little jockey, boxy, what, hang on, a box jockey is what I believe they call it for 7 years now I've been driving for 8 and I sn- I snuck into this this job that really doesn't exist anymore. And we get paid. Go ahead and think of a number of what you think I get paid. You know, I'm not in salary guys, sorry, but you think of a number of what I get paid per hour. It's more than you think. And it is the best job ever. You're in, you're out, you're quick, you're bam, you're boom. You gotta be good at it. And I'm pretty good at it. So a couple of years ago, I retired from doing an extra work because, and I'm going to go ahead and say the guy's name. I'm going to go ahead and dox him, right? I used to work a ton of stuff. So if I work extra, I get paid a, a higher rate because I'm doing Job. That's not mine. That's how it works. So, about three years ago, there's this guy, you know, about four years ago, right when I had Winnie. I didn't have her. My wife did. We had Winnie. This guy named Forrest, and that's his real fucking name. I'm not changing names for the story. That's this guy's name. And he was the biggest piece of shit in the world. Him and I got at it a bunch. So at UPS, oops, there it is. That's where I work, (laughs) where where, ah, where I wear brown clothing. Uh, There's like 10 different, more than that supervisors, right? We've, uh, you know, but this guy, there's always one guy in charge of it all. And he was in charge of it all. And man, did I fucking hate him. So even, you know, baby Winnie born in June. So it's not even during the busy season. I'm trying to get home to her. I only took one week off. You know, I could have taken six to eight weeks off. Took one week off. You know, got back right to work. Because my job is easy and I'm not going long. And, you know, I, I want to get paid. It's as simple as that. So anyway, this guy... I would be like, you know, hey, you know, just had a baby, got to get home, sorry, you know, because he would find shit for us to run, and he'd start changing the rules and all this shit, and then he'd be like, well, that's not my problem, you have to run this, and it's like, and then him and I, literally, the only time, well, there's been one other time, but shouting matches with this guy, and I just, I refuse to do any extra work, because I don't have to, so you had so much power walking by him, and there's just a pile of stuff to do, and him and I just looking at each other, and I'm clocking out, because I don't have to do it. And then when I did do it before this, I, I'm jumping around the story. He didn't pay me. So I was owed money. So this year, new guy, I like him. I know him. So I'm decided to dust off the old uh, extra work shoes. And I've been doing it all last week and this week. And your boy's tired a little bit. Okay. Not in shape, not shape board, you know, but the thing about me is, is even though my, no matter fat I am no how many out of shape I am, I only have one motor. So I got to go. If I'm doing something, it's go, 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 go. And I don't even think about being tired. I don't even think about anything until I'm done. And then when I'm done, it's like, oh, shit, I am fucking gassed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think about that shit. So anyway, I am literally straight from work, showered, podcast. Was going to do it last night, and I didn't even eat anything. haven't even eaten anything because if I eat something... I get I put something on the TV, I start eating something, we're dripping off to a nap. Wife's out with the at the store with the kids right now. That's nap time for dad, okay? Can't do that. Gotta get it in. Gotta get it in. But I won't be lying if say my arms aren't jello. I wouldn't be lying if my knee doesn't if my said my knee didn't hurt because I fell today. Yeah, your boy fell. That's okay. We'll we'll talk about it. But, uh, no, the, and, uh, so that's, you know, that, that's what's going on with me. Wife's a little guy, a little bit, something too. And then obviously the, the, with the wife, um, I know I'm jumping around a little bit. We're supposed to go to Virginia this weekend to see my guy, Tim. I was going to finally meet Timbo in person. It was a surprise birthday party for my guy, his uh, wife, I almost said wife, basically wife, his girlfriend reached out to me very nicely and said, you know, months ago, maybe a month and a half ago, Hey, uh, you know, really want to do this for Tim. He would flip if you guys came. I know it's far away. Just let me know if you can come. And I'm like, you know what? That's a week after wife and I's anniversary. Let's just make a weekend of it, All right? And then we couldn't get Friday because we didn't have uh, we didn't have a, a sitter for the kids. So we could do Saturday, right? And one of my superpowers is I can drive. It's a seven hour drive, six and a half, seven hour drive. I can drive in like no sleep. Six hour, seven hour drives, nothing. That's one of my superpowers. Like driving long distance can do it. I don't know why I can just do it. Um, Should I tell you my main story I mean I I drove from Maine Let's just talk about it Portland, I've told this a million times Portland, Maine to Cincinnati One day, 15 and a half hour drive Drove the whole time On three hours of sleep Came home late at night Slept for five hours Woke up, went to work Which what I do at work? Drive Okay So A little bit of a superpower I got I don't know what it is But um, I'm supposed to drive Wife is dealing with some tummy issues. Since Thanksgiving, she's been in the hospital twice. Uh, once they said it was a stomach bug, they treated it. They thought it was COVID. It wasn't. They thought it was a flu. It wasn't. They said it was a stomach bug. Then she went again uh, last week, this past week, with really bad pains in her stomach. And they said that it could be pancreatic, uh, pan- pancreatitis. Um, the uh oh, the blood work and he actually seemed to be okay, but she doesn't have a gallbladder, so what they think is some of the gallstones that were in her gallbladder, um, now may be in her pancreas. So she's got to go to a specialist and gotta get that checked out. But n- needless to say, she's in a ton of pain, and uh, so I couldn't go. I couldn't go. I had a hotel booked and everything got. I, I didn't cancel one time because this all happened last minute with with the wife. I mean, we were packed to go, and 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 she just got sick and we couldn't go. And so I ate two hundred bucks for this fucking hotel, and I got to miss out on seeing my guy Tim and watch fights with them. I was I was so excited to watch uh, UFC two sixty nine with them, but you know them to breaks, them to breaks. You know what I mean? Got to make got to make sure the wife is he- healthy and and family first. But man, I really want to uh, um, see Timbo there. That I've been so fun. Him walk into a surprise party. And I was just going to be lurking behind a couple people, like, hiding, right? I was just going to be hiding behind people, like, not let them see me or whatever, and then fucking sneak attack. (laughs) No, I don't know what I was going to do. I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have hugged the son of a bitch because I'm a hugger. I would have grabbed him up, bear hugged him up, picked him up, shook him around a little bit. That's what I would have done. All right, UFC 269, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, listen, a lot of talk about, a lot of talk about. I'm going to go through some of the crap before we get to the good stuff because I'm going to go long on the good stuff. Jillian Roberts is Priscilla. I always go top to bottom. Jillian Roberts, uh, Priscilla Cachoeira. Priscilla Cachuera, complete scumbag, thumb in the eye, cheated the whole time. I'm glad Jillian Robinson won, got that fight wrong. I went 8-6 and six on my picks uh, betting recap. I thought it was a uh, uh, it was uh, eh, 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 not a great card for your boy. Um, but anyway, Priscilla chump. We're not going to recap that fight much. Um, scumbag move, Scumbag performance. Uh, she can go fuck herself. Lost the slime ball. Bruno Silva hit my mortal lock. My bet of my life. Sugar Sean O'Malley. The sugar show hit, but Miranda Maverick, which we'll get to, did not hit. Um, yeah, so I lost the slime ball. Dom Cruz uh, had a unit on Dom Cruz. That one had a unit on Dan Ige. He lost. That hurt. Uh, that was two units on a slime ball, by the way. Ige, which I thought maybe was a closer fight than some of the judges. I thought maybe he won. Had a .8 units on Kaikara France. And then I had Jeff. Or excuse me, I did not have Jeff Neal. I had Derek Minner in a little weird parlay. That loss as well. And then I did all of our mortal locks. Um, I did Bruno Silva was my mortal lock, Ryan Hall was uh Christian's mortar lock, and then Timbo's Miranda Mavic. So basically slime signball switching out Ryan Hall. Moran, Miranda Mavic kind of kind of let the let, let it go. Hit the props. Nunes fight doesn't go to the distance. Silva fight doesn't go to the distance. Easy prop hit there. Munoz by sub. Little baby bet hit that. Uh poor TKO missed that. And Kelly by sub, hit an L on that. Down on the night, about 0.6 units. I didn't track on bet MMA tips again. Third event in a row, and it's starting to bother me. Here's the thing: as I said before, bet MMA tips before I even was on the the tracking my bets. I said I oh, just don't. I don't have time. I don't this. You know, and it doesn't really take that long, right? But I was supposed to be in Virginia, and then the wife is sick. I'm taking care of kids. I got to drive to Indiana to place these bets. And I'm just like, man, like, can I get back over in time? You know, and it's just like literally right when I got home and everything was okay, the wife was home and everything like that, kids were taken care of, it was fight time. And I'm like, well, can't place bets now. All right, so that's the betting recap. Jillian Roberts, Priscilla Cachuera. Jillian Roberts gets a three. Cachuera gets a big fat fucking negative ten. You cheating bitch. Tony Kelly versus Randy Costa. I had Tony Kelly's underdog here. Uh, he gets a three. Costa gets one. Costa just needs to work on his uh, work on his motherfucking cardio. And uh, Tony Kelly, just a grimy dude. You know, he's starting to show a little bit of a personality. I like him at this weight. Like to see him fight a little more. He's been around forever. He's only eight and two. And he needs to start fighting a little more. Randy Costa. They might give him one more shot in the UFC, but you know he's a good-looking guy. He's an exciting guy, but you know, I think he he might need to work on some things in the regional scene. Ryan Hall versus Derek Minner. Kind of a weird fight. Derek Minner is a complete idiot. He gets a zero. Ryan Hall gets a three. Why in the world would you ever go to the ground with Ryan Hall uh, electively? And I kind of hit that fight, uh, broke that fight down to a T. I th- said that when you get two grapplers, Minner was landing big shots on the feet. Ryan Hall did not look great on the feet, but... When you get two grapplers, Minner's like, I'm okay here. And Minner, in his mind, was like, man, maybe I won because I didn't get submitted, but you still lost position. You lost a lot. Um, His corner, James Krause, was fucking screaming at him. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? All right, so those are the fights that I want to get out of the way so we can kind of dig into some of these other fights. Let's go back to the main event. Charles Oliveira vs Dustin Poirier. Great main event. Great fight. I got a lot lot of takes on this fight. So... I picked Poirier. I had the hardest time picking this fight. I uh, I, I I need to stop um, saying Charles Oliver is a quitter. I need to get that out of my head, right? Because he has proven in these two fights now that he's not. Right? Chandler hurt him bad. Poirier hurt him, and I thought his game plan against Poirier was awesome. He's one of the more well-rounded guys in all of MMA, and he doesn't get enough respect from me. And I need to correct that. I thought Charles Oliver looked fantastic. I thought his game plan was amazing. Smothered Poirier, worked the body, mixed everything up with knees, clinches, kicks, punches. You know, Poirier was getting his shots off because he's a great boxer. He's good and close. But when you, when you smother a really good boxer who wants to counter you, who wants to be real slick, who wants to kind of shoulder roll crowding him as the way to go. And Oliveira put a pace on him that first round. I think the first round broke Poirier, if I'm being honest with you, because come second round, Oliveira's like, oh, I'm going to take this guy down. I'm going to mix things up, which is really smart. Dustin DP puts in a closed guard, doesn't even want to, you know, doesn't even really want to try to get out of it. Close guard and uh is like, okay, I'm going to take this round off. Doesn't want to, you know, sacrifice anything. Doesn't want to try to get up. Doesn't want to give his neck. I get it. But I feel like you need to work a little bit more. But I think he was happy with the rest. You know, he's getting elbowed in his fucking face. He's losing the round. He's like, I'm going to drop this round. I heard him in the first round. Let me come back to third round. Well, third round, Oliveira goes, you know what? I had success again. I'm going to take the motherfucker down again. Stand up a little bit. Takes him down. Gets the back. And Poirier just chokes out again. He chokes literally, literally again when it comes to the title. Um, four stars for Oliveira. Four stars all around. I don't know why I didn't give him a five. Again, I give these on fight night. Not sure why I didn't give him a five, but I'm very impressed with Lavera. There's a, a Twitter handle uh, that breaks down like the real nuances of the fight and what what they're doing in there. I, I wish I could remember what it was, but Oliveira's was doing some high level stuff in there. You know, he's crowding them, throwing a good uppercut because Dustin does duck, uh Dick his he- uh Dick his head, Dick his head, duck his head a little bit, and uh, Oliveira just looked really sharp in there. Got hit a little bit, right? Got rocked, got dropped, but rebounded. Right? That's what's gonna happen sometimes when you get in there. With a guy like Poirier or any high level guy who hits hard, they're going to hit you. But he wasn't afraid. He got rocked, was like, okay, fuck, I'll recover a little bit. Come to the ground with me, bitch. You know what I mean? Come down here, bitch. I guarantee you that's what he said. And, uh, and, um, but, you know, he recovered well. I think Poirier, or excuse me, Oliveira is is a good champ. He deserves to be champ. He deserves my respect. And, uh, and he, he has it now. He has it now. I, I think the quitter thing is behind him. And, um, I'm impressed with him. I mean, what's not to be impressed with, right? He's got a bitch of a a fight with it. I mean, let's all let's let's just face facts, guys. Okay, we're all not we're all kind of ignoring it. Okay, it's the elephant in the room, but you know, Islam is going to get there. It's going to be Islam Oliveira. And it's going to be another like, I mean, Islam is basically Khabib, which is maybe a little bit more of a submission game. Not as good of a stand-up game. I don't think he's as good as Khabib, but he does definitely hunt for submissions. Um, you know, that's what it's going to be. We're all ignoring it because Islam's fighting Benil and, and But, we, you know, that's what's going to happen. Poirier, you know, I'm not a huge Dustin Poirier fan. I don't dislike him. You know, um, this is a huge setback because... Gets a title shot again, beats McGregor, and he comes in here and he looks so one-dimensional. He's got good boxing, doesn't really mix up anything, doesn't really throw kicks, threw kicks at McGregor, but didn't throw kicks in this fight. Looked a little lost in the clinch uh, on the ground, nothing off his back, didn't want to try to uh, bridge up or anything, it's co- You know, looked like he kind of got drained in that first round with that pace Oliveira put on him. Uh, you know, it's not a good look for DP. You know me, I was very upset with, with Poirier after the Khabib fight because I I just, I, I don't understand how you go into a Khabib fight and complain in the corner that you can't get the guy off you. Like, oh, he, he keeps, he's, he's hanging on. What the fuck did you think was going to happen, dude? Train for it, prepare for it. It doesn't seem like he did that. And with this fight... Confidence was at all-time high. I'm sure he was in great shape, but that first round, he didn't expect Oliveira to come out him like that. I guarantee you didn't expect that. And then the body work really paid dividends, and then Oliveira is is stronger, has better takedowns than people think, and uh, it is fucking good. You know what I mean? He's good. I would like to see him defend. Uh, Obviously, he's going to fight Gaethje. That's a fun fight. And then, obviously, it's going to be Islam. I mean, I hate it too. I don't want Islam to be champion. I, I don't think he's as charismatic and as engaging, or is going to be to the level of celebrity Khabib is. At least in America, he'll probably be huge over in Russia and Dagestan. But uh, that, that, that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed, guys. All right, Julia Pena versus Amanda Nunez, huge upset of the night. Julia Pena. I mean, come on, woman, five star woman. Sorry, I know you know it's 2021, almost 2022, 2022, guys. I don't have a five star woman one yet, okay? But it's five star woman, and she gets a five star. Now, the way she's handling herself after the fight, she gets a negative 10 stars. This girl's a fucking delusional dork. We'll get into it. So, this fight surprised me. My buddy at work who listens to this, probably to listen to this. Why is that work? Um, He came out to me last week on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday and was like, hey, I'm really feeling pain, yeah? I'm really feeling pain, yeah? And this is, like, right when the line jumped to, like, Nunez- was over a thousand now in pain. He was probably like 600, 650, whatever. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. You're nuts. There's no way that she's a sac- sacrificial lamb. There's just no one else for a uh, newness to fight. Yada, yada. And he had a feeling and then he kind of flip flopped a little bit. I think my talking him out of it didn't help. Um, and then he, he did say he saw the embedded and, and kind of flip flopped a little bit, but, Listen, you put 10 bucks on Peña, you get you get what? Fucking 60, 70 bucks or whatever it is. If that's what you want to do, what what's 10 bucks going to hurt? And I talked him out of it and I feel bad about it cuz he did have a feeling. I did not see this happening, obviously. I was I was very wrong. Um Mendenz gets a 2 only because of the first round, right? The first round she looked dominant, confident. She looked incredible shape. She dropped Peña, she hurt her with a leg kick, she dominated Peña on the ground, which is where Pena was supposed to dominate her. Um, and she was smiling in her corner. She looked great. Goes over to goes over uh, to her corner. Doesn't appear to be winded all that much. I mean, I'm sure she's a little tired, but comes out the second round, and Pena finally kind of woke up. Pena, the, the announcer said, the commentary team said, during the fighting meetings, Pena was going to just press the pace. Get in her face, throw punches, get in her face, try to take her down. And she didn't really do that in the first round because Nunez clipped over the right hand, kicked her leg out, and just she couldn't really get going. So second round, Peña's like, fuck this. I'm coming after her, right? I'm not scared. And start so really landing on Nunez. And Nunez, the fighter that she is, goes, you know what? She's right there in front of me. Let's start slanging and banging. So she starts overloading her shots and throwing big, big shots and, and wasn't hitting. Was landing a few shots in Peña, Peña's eyes fucked up. But um Wasn't super clean and Pena can take it. She's tough. And then Pena was laying on her like little push shots. And the crazy thing is the shots weren't really hurting Nunez, but Nunez was loading up and trying to make a big time knockout and really wanted that highlight KO that she started to slow down and get gas. And that's probably the first time in a long time where she felt that, right? She's been five rounds before. We've all seen it. Nunez doesn't gas. But she's never been in a firefight like that. Like if the cyborg fight went longer, she might have gassed because that was a firefight. But Pena took it and Pena kept coming forward. And then it, you know, it goes to the ground and Nunes gives her back and it's over. Nunes quit 100%. The choke I don't even think was in. The hooks weren't in. And uh, she tapped pretty quickly for a goat, you know, the goat woman. So she 100% quit without a doubt. That leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So now I begrudgingly have to sit here after months and probably a year or so. I've defended Nunez as being the GOAT. Right now, the GOAT's Shevchenko. I mean, I don't see Shevchenko quitting, right? You can argue competition's better for Nunez and this and that, but I really think if the tough gets going with Shevchenko, that crazy bitch, and I mean that in the most positive sense, she ain't going nowhere. Right, you know what I mean. She's not tapping. Nunez gave up. She became a quitter because of cardio, and um, she handled the fight. With, you know, the loss of grace. She said, "Let me get my shit together and get a rebound." I don't know if she had a lot going on. I don't know if she was hurt. She looked in fantastic shape. But big props to Pena. Pena did what she said she was going to do in that second round. Come after her. This is a fight she wanted. A fight she got. It was a, the rematch is going to be huge if it, if it's immediate or if Pena is going to fight someone else. But she's doing the media tour now. And she is saying some crazy shit. She said, I knew I was going to choke her out with that choke. We trained it. Okay, that's not crazy. Then it said, oh, is not a quitter. Because if she didn't tap, I was going to break her neck. What? What? What is that? You're a, what? You, 135-pound woman, who I'm sure is strong, is gonna break someone's neck from a rear naked choke because that happens all the time in MMA, right? No, it doesn't, Pena. You fucking geek. When you had everyone on the palm of your hands, you go and do this. And she said something else too. I can't remember off the top of my head. Just, just, just saying goofy stuff. What are we doing here, Pena? Right? It's cool. Well, now, well, the one thing she said that is getting it's kind of splitting Twitter a little bit, which is so funny because a lot of the, the, the old MMA media are very liberal guys. And you know, I, you know, the, you know, women, you know, anybody can genders fluid and everything like that. I mean, and Pena said, Hey, I'm really the first mom champ because I gave birth to my daughter, which Nines did not. Everyone got up in arms. Now being a parent is very, very hard. I understand that being a mother is is listen, my wife is my kids gonna be survived without a mom. Moms are very important, right? But she has a point. Nuna is gonna give birth to these girls or sue her daughter. She's a parent, but just like she's a parent, just like Dustin Poirier's a parent. You know what I mean? I get it, mom champ and everything like that. It's cool, but Pena actually gave birth, so that's science. And then everyone's going on up in arms that like apparently cyborg was the first mom champ, but then like. It was her niece, or she adopted something, or whatever. I don't fucking know. Okay, you know, I I get it, paint, but paint had a lot of people up in arms. But I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I'm not discrediting Manu Nina. She's a mother. She doesn't matter if it's her, you know, if if she gave birth or not. She's the mom champ. But if we're gonna get technical about it, I mean, Julia Payne gave birth, right? I mean, that's, I mean, listen, I my wife is giving birth to two fat head little mies. I've seen the process. It's fucking horrible. So for a woman to come back and win a championship and like Mackenzie Dern came back what, like four months later, it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's nuts. many minutes, you know, love you, man, but you didn't really have to give birth. You know, I, I you know, I digress. I don't want to open up a can of worms because, um, you know, I'm not getting to like, you know, I was raised by a stepfather. He is my father. I don't use the word step or whatever. You know, blood is, is only only goes so far. It doesn't matter if there's blood in this, you know, you're a parent or whatever. I get that. But if we're going technical, Julian Payne's kind of right. But don't talk about breaking necks, you fucking dork. Mana gets a two and, and Payne got a five. Did I say that? I think I said that. All right, Jeff Neal versus Santiago Ponsonibio. This fight was uh, not that good to me. You know, Jeff Neal gets a two, Ponsonibio gets a one. Um, I feel like Jeff Neal's power has gone in his hands. I don't really know what he's doing. It was a high level striking match. Uh, very close split decision. I had Neil. Um, I had him written down, but I ended up not betting him. Um, I maybe I threw him in like a weird fucking parlay that lost after the first fight. Doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Kaikar France was Cody Garbrand. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Kaikar gets a four, Cody gets a one. Call this one. Call this one, boys. So on the pick'em with Timbo and Christian, which I won by the way defended it baby um i was the only one that picked kai car and what we did that on thursday timbo and christian both were like i, I really regret not taking kai car because he handled himself really well during the press conference he handled himself really well at the way ends i love the little shaka whatever thing that the new zealand guys do it's fucking badass And I just don't like guys coming down with chin problems, right? Cody Garbrandt, you know, he's an Ohio guy. I do like Cody Garbrandt. Not one of my guys, but I do root for Cody Garbrandt. But, you know, you're giving me a plus number on the other side of a guy who's a legit striker. Kai Car Francis is very fast, very good at 125, a little underrated in my opinion. And Cody Garbrandt's coming down to 125 with a chin issue. And I don't care. He's like, it took me seven months. But, you know, it shouldn't take you seven months to cut weights. Anybody can take seven months and probably get down to a certain weight. Are you fighting at your best abilities? You know, I'm very anti-weight cut. I'm not a big weight cut guy. And I just feel like Cody isn't, to me, he's not the smallest 35er. You know, size up a little bit if if you're that worried about it. I don't know. Um, but I just was worried about 125, and, it, and the exact thing happened. He took one clean shot, he got rocked, got rocked, and then that was it. Got put on ice skates, and that was it. Kai Carr gets a four, Cody gets a one. Like I said, a lot of people were calling for you know, Cody's like one in five or something like that. He's got one win over a Sun Sal. Um, and, and and they're like, Oh, his chin's gone. And listen, I saw Cody get knocked out un- unconscious, cold as an amateur. Typically, typically. In my experience, and again, I've only been watching MMA for 20 years. When you get not dead cold as an amateur, you might have a little problems in the pros. Now, anything can happen, right? He went on and was 10-0 or something like that as a pro, and now he's 12-5. and 5, So anything can happen. Obviously, you know, you can get caught, whatever. But to me, it was just such an ugly thing. And, and Cody obviously does have a chin issue. He also has a defensive issue. And right now, it's a confidence issue. It is, I am to the belief of mental, your mental fortitude, your mental toughness gets you so far. Now, you. no one knows why someone has a good chin, right? You can look at a guy and you can be like, oh, he's got a big head, short neck, wider jaw. He's dense bones. He's a dense guy. He's probably going to take a punch, right? That's the old school mentality. You know, you see guys working out their neck because if you have a stronger neck, then there's a possibility you can take a better punch. There's a lot of different variables that people believe. No one really knows. And I think all those things do work. But I think one of the things is confidence. I think you have to have confidence knowing you can fucking take a shot. Confidence in yourself. Look at fucking Tony Ferguson. The guy doesn't have the biggest head. Has a longer neck, usually short, fat, short, stubby necks are the ones that, you know, got, let me look at fucking, uh, you know, Mark Hunt. The guy has had no neck. You know, he's been knocked out before, but he had no neck. Look at, you know, Chris Lieben, who had one of the best chins ever. No neck, giant head, you know what I mean? Um, but look at Tony Ferguson, long neck, smaller head, doesn't have like the best like jaw, kind of a skinnier jaw, but the guy can't get knocked out because he has such self-belief that, that's not turning his brain off. Like when he fought Justin Gaethje, he was shaking his head, right? After getting the shit kicked out of him. I think he was telling his brain, no, I'm not going out. No. You know what I mean? So that's an extra level of crazy. But I do think confidence plays such a big part in being able to take a shot, right? I think also when you don't see the shots coming, those are the ones that hurt you the most. Cody... His past few fights hasn't really been offensive. He wasn't offensive against Rob Font. Just sat there and took the punches. But after a while, he got robbled and, and put in potholes in that fight. But after a while, after he took Rob's best shots, he got confidence. was like, fuck, I'm in here. I can take this. Win five rounds, right? Start wrestling a little bit, but went five rounds. The Asensio fight, kind of with a Hail Mary loopy punch, right? But not offensive. Was playing counter the whole time. Was just countering, countering, countering. Didn't do anything offensive. You look at that first TJ Dillashaw fight. He looked fantastic. He looked unbelievable. That first round was great. All offensive. Speed, kicks, everything. Drop Dillashaw. Comes out the second round, gets kicked. Confidence goes a little bit and then gets put out, right? Because he because then he gets emotional and he gets a little crazy. It looks like he settled down with the emotional stuff, but I still think he's really dealing with a confidence issue, and there's no offense. He didn't lead the dance against Kai carr He's very hesitant. He's tentative. He's afraid to get in these exchanges. He has big power. He has big speed. But it doesn't matter when you don't use it. You know what I mean? You're just circling on the outside, and Kai Kaikar was stalking you the whole time, trying to catch you. And then finally, on one of the exchanges, you get clipped. You know what I mean? It's just it, it, it's a shame because I do think Cody Garbrand is an extremely talented guy. I do think he has a chin problem, but I also think he has a defensive problem. Confidence issues, obviously, what I just talked about. There's ways to fix them. I just don't know if he's willing to get fixed. Staying at Alpha Male, he's so loyal to Alpha Male because he gives Dillashaw so much shit for leaving Alpha Male. Alpha Male doesn't have a head coach. I know he listed Mark Henry, but I don't know if Mark Henry was in. I think they Zoomed or something. Um, I know he didn't go out to Jersey. He's been out to Jersey before. I don't know. I know he's a kid. and I think he's got some issues with his, with his baby mama. So there's obviously some issues there where he possibly doesn't want to leave Sacramento because of his kid, but he needs to get coaching. He needs to be in a gym. He needs confidence. And uh, I just don't see it because I do think he's talented. And I mean, the fucking Dominic Cruz fight, I mean, that was unbelievable. One of my favorite performances of all time. Now, Kai Carr is calling for a title shot. He fought Brandon Moreno before. I know people are kind of laughing at him on Twitter, but he's kind of there at 125. Guys had a ton of experience, he's fought everybody. You know, he's got some ugly losses. He's on a nice little streak right now. Uh Manel Cop is a fight that's interesting. I think both those guys are right at the cusp of possibly fighting for the title. Figgy and Moreno are fighting in January. Let Cop and Kai Carr fight. And then, you know, I know you got Askar Askaroff who's in there that no one wants to fight. But, you know, there's a lot of guys at 125 moving around. But Kai Carr is right up there, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I think he's, you know, people kind of laughed at him. But I think he's... uh I think he's a legit guy. All right, uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, the Sugar Show versus Highland Paiva. Sugar knocked him out first round. Sugar gets a four. Everyone thinks I'll probably give him a five. He gets a four, right? He looked a little off to me, and then he, he explained that he hadn't been sparring. His timing looked a little off. He still lights out. His striking is so good. Say what you want about Sugar. He's a clown, the hair color, you know, whatever. You don't get his humor. He's a dork, whatever. Fine, fine, fine. All that's fine. But the kid striking is next level. It's... Amazing! It's incredible. Highland Piva, I know he's a one twenty five er, came up right, and and Sean had definitely had a size advantage of him, but Piva's a legit dude, right? And Sean was getting his reads, and uh and, and just clipped him with that beautiful right hand, and then and put him away. I, I just don't know if there's that better of a finisher at one thirty five than Sean O'Malley. He gets you hurt; it's a fucking problem. Um, but yeah, not much in that fight. It was a one round fight. Sean looked good. I just still want to see. Him against a wrestler, you know. Dom he keeps calling out Dominic Cruz. Love that fight. Dom looked great. We'll get to that fight. I would I would love to see him fight a wrestler. I would love to see him fight a high level guy. I know he's going on this thing. Like I'm fighting unranked guys because they're not paying me ranked guys money. I think he probably is gonna maybe slide into the rankings after this one. Um, but I still want to see a guy really crotch sniff him and see what he's got because I think that's his one weakness. Next to leg kicks, you know, cause I mean, I mean, Cheetos, I mean, that's still kind of embarrassing, but that's my guy. That's my guy. Sugar shot on I should have put, I only had him in a parlay, right? Cause this is December, December to remember baby. You, I just empty the whole bank account onto every bet I make. And there's a point where it's like, okay, I could do these props. I can do this, this garbage, or I can do these props. I can do the moral lock parlay with all the boys or I could, uh, or I just put it all on him out. He was very high. 310, 3-something 3 when he closed. I didn't do that, right? I won a little bit in the props, but I feel like I, I could have maybe put a little more on my guy. I always bet heavy on my guys. I didn't do that. I feel a little bad. Sugar Show is here. He's legit. Sorry. All right. Josh Emmett versus Dan Ige. Great fight. Josh Emmett's another guy I always... Second guess, doubt because of the injuries. I think Ige maybe won this fight. I'd have to rewatch it back. It was extremely close. No robbery. I thought Ige won, clearly won round one, or excuse me, clearly won round two. Round one, maybe you can lean to Emmett. round three. I thought Ige had it, but round three is the big round where people bounce around. But there's no way Josh Emmett won round two. A judge gave him 3027. That was so egregious. Again, not a robbery. I don't like that scorecard. I had Ige, so maybe uh, green color glasses on right now. But they both look high level, 145ers. Ige took some crazy shots for Emmett. Emmett pace is great. Cardio's great. He has good wrestling. You're not going to take this guy down easy. Huge power. Just, he's made a glass. So hopefully he came out uninjured. I want to see him fight the best of the best at 145. Quit going away for 18 months. Guy's got big power. Guy's got some great knockouts. He's got a good highlight reel. Let's start pushing this guy, right? Ige's fought everyone. It sucks that he lost. Seems like a good dude, but uh, it was a great fight. It was a good fight. I love this fight. Dominic Cruz is Pedro Munoz. Oh, excuse me. Emmett gets a three. Ige gets a three. I thought it was very even. Again, I had Ige winning, uh, but both three, three. Pedro Munoz, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz gets a four here. I was impressed with Cruz, and Pedro gets a two. Pedro had a good round. Clip Cruz. Almost put him out. Cruz is, is so tough and then just rebounds so well in that in that second and that third round and and was really sitting out on his punches, was really throwing big punches. Pedro's got an incredible chin, was freezing Pedro when he went. He did that awkward Dom style. I really enjoyed this fight and this performance much better than Casey Kenny fight. I know they're different opponents. Casey Kenny likes to grapple and and everything like that. And, and Pedro, I don't think, was going to go from any takedowns here. But... Dom looked really good. He looked out and he looked good. He had a hell of a week calling out DC and, and everything like that. And, and, and then he did some weird fucking uh, thing. Uh, everyone come together. I don't know what that was about. I think he's very anti-vax, anti, uh, anti-mask or something like that. And and I think that was it. You know what? I, I don't really know. And another funny thing I came up down Cruz. Fantastic performance. Classic Dom Cruz. Go watch the fight. But a funny thing that came up was Sean Strickland. If you don't follow my on Twitter, you got to. He got his Instagram shut down. So he climbed over the Twitter, which is my preferred platform. And back when he was 18, 19 years old, he said he had a girl who was super hot. And fucking Cruz stole her. Cruz was already dominant. Cruz at the time, probably WC champion, possibly in the UFC. I don't know when the timetable was in. But straight stole her. And fucking Sean O'Malley is like, or excuse me, Sean Strickland's like, yeah, I fucking Cruz came and just swiped it from me. Like, it's, it's like, I'm not doing the tweets justice. It's so honest and not really self-deprecating. There's no ego involved. It's brilliant. It's really good. Sean Strickland is a must-follow. He's fucking nuts. Crazy at all. Get out. But, uh, yeah. of Tuovasa versus Agoso Sakai. Uh, Ty looked good. Knocked out Sakai. Sakai's probably going to be cut in UFC. I mean, this guy can't take a punch anymore. doesn't really do anything again. Confidence looks bad. Uh, Thailand, a beautiful chef, check left hook, um, looked athletic in there. Looked fast. I think he, that he's training in Dubai now because everything going on in Australia, um, with the lockdowns and whatnot. And, and he has a whole team centered around him. It's, it's showing he did his fucking shoey. And then apparently got into it with the commission because they are yelling at him or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, I'm glad I just got the one shoe. I didn't just see all the fucking shoeys. But uh, good for Ty. Listen, he's a fucking star. He's 14-3. and three, Had a little bump in the road. Seems like he's really getting his training camp and, and his training under control here. Still big question mark and big, you know, if he fights like a guy like Alexander Romanov and Romanov takes him down, he's going to get fucked up. You know, is his take on offense up to snuff? Is his get-up game up to snuff? Probably not. But he's a fun fighter. I don't think he's sniffing a title, um, but you know maybe if the heavyweight division just needs like a number, need or excuse me needs to get some numbers up and, and they're like fuck let's get Ty a shot right people tune in that they love Ty to he It's got big power. He couldn't fucking catch somebody, but uh, no, I I I don't think that guy's fucking sniffing the title. Bruno Silva versus Jordan Wright, my bet of my life. Um, a little upset that. Oh, I mean, I know Silva was almost a four to one favorite. He came down a little bit during fight night. A lot of money came in on right. I'm a little upset that not more people backed me on this. I've never once had a bet in my career. I've never once went on this big of a limb. Bruno Silva is durable. He's legit. He's big power. He got a little overwhelmed in the beginning with some body kicks at distance. He got his his uh, in clinch. He got his 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 body tore up a little bit. It was a quick fight. So not that much. But Jordan Wright jumped all over him. Uh, this fight, not going the distance, is a fucking cash money winner. Bruno Silva winning by knockout, cash money winner. You knew what was going to happen. This guy's got big, big power, and he's a motherfucking killer when he gets in there. And Jordan Wright is a serial killer. He has no soul and no chin, okay? So all these fucking cool guys on Twitter like, Hey, I'm back in the Beverly Hills Ninja. And they share that stupid fucking Chris Farley gift Uh, From the movie, Beverly Hills Ninja. and uh, uh, No. Okay? Jordan Wright is fun if he's fighting bums. Bruno Silva is the furthest thing from a bum. Right? His ceiling is incredibly high at 185. As long as he comes in shape, doesn't have any cardio issues, this guy's going to be a problem. A lot of people are kind of talking online. Bruno Silva, all his career wins by knockout. Maybe throw him in there with Chris Curtis, who's coming off two knockouts. That's my guy. That's my guy, Chris Curtis. Uh, They're two different strikers, and I would love that fight for Chris, if I'm being honest with you. Bruno isn't the cleanest technical striker. Chris is, but Bruno's got big, big power. He's got the size of Chris as well. Chris Chris tweeted out, said, I love it. I love that fight. So something to be keeping interesting. And then another thing about Chris, which I don't want to make this, you know, past two podcasts feel like I'm talking about him, but if you look at his contender series against Sean Lally, when he got passed over for Alonzo and Greg Hardy, and, and whatever, his I know that's not technically a UFC fight, but he was in the octagon. He fought on the UFC banner. You know what I mean? He won by knockout. So he's had three appearances technically, two on the big show, one of the contender series, and all by knockout. I mean, what are we doing? Why, you know? we need to be talking about this guy boy. All right. Andre Munez versus Eric Anders. Munez took an arm home with them. This kid's slick. That double leg was fucking gorgeous. Uh, I didn't think he could double leg Anders like that. I thought he'd, he had a harder time getting him to the ground. Your boy got his arm taken. Um, first guy to really ever submit Eric Anders. First guy. Well, not really. First guy to submit Eric Anders and the first guy to ever really make it look easy. Like Eric Anders is a tough out for everyone. He's a fucking tough, durable dude. And um uh, Munez just kind of slipped through him on the ground and he's so big and strong and good. I mean he's he's fucking legit. Called out my guy Darren too. Please, Darren, do not take that fight. Stick to your eye hall on London night, which is what I think they're doing. And final fight we'll go over because we went over the, the three kind of boring ones. Aaron Blanc was Miranda Mavic, busted my parlay, um Maverick. Ann Blanchfield, credit to her. I read this fight completely wrong. I thought Maverick was going to be the bully in there. Blanchfield wrestling is on point. Maverick has a lot of holes in her game, trying to get up. wasn't good. Her corner, I think, is – I think she left Virginia, and now she's training in Vegas or Kansas City or Texas. She's somewhere else now, right? I, I forget what they said on the broadcast, but her corner work was terrible. She was down two rounds, right? Couldn't grapple Blansfield. Couldn't stop a takedown to save her life was doing well on the feet, was landing big strikes on the feet. The only way to win the beat this girl at this point is by knockout. Myrna Mavic isn't a fucking crafty off her back. It doesn't have a ton of submissions on top. Is a is a big bruiser. Likes to hit. And what did the corner tell her? Take her down. Huh? First off, avoid grappling altogether with Blainsfield because even if you take her down, she's going to sweep you and get on top. She's the superior on the mat. What are we doing? But anyway, Blanchefield looks fucking fantastic. She gets a five. Maverick gets a one. Munez gets a four. Anders gets a two. Bruno Silva gets a four. Jordan Wright gets a two. And Tattoo Vasca 3 Sakai gets a one. That's all on my star system. 4.4 uh, out of five for the event. Pretty good event. Last pay-per-view then the year. I liked it. Went eight and six of my picks. One. Uh, the pick-em down on the gambling. Um, But I do have bragging rights, and I think Timbo and Christian are going to be picking this weekend with me. The final fight of the year, we're also going to have, so we have like a month before the next UFC. So I think we're going to do, well, I know we're going to do an MMA Takes Award Show. Give out some awards. That would be fun. You'll vote on it again via Instagram, via Twitter. That should be fun. I have some things planned as well. Pumping out that content. Pumping out that content. I do have some things planned as well. Um, Trivia is one that I've been wanting to do for a while. I just really need to kind of break to do it. Um, That's going to happen on this little break. And then just, you know, just some fun little videos I got planned. Content's a coming, okay? Content is a coming. All right, this weekend, Derek Lewis was Chris Dawkus. Derek Lewis, Chris Dawkins main event. I like this fight. Um, Dawkus has proven to be... Heavy handed, really, uh, a, a really good fighter. Um, a guy I've doubted a little bit, good striking Derek Lewis though. I've never been a high Derek Lewis guy. I've been that. Let me, let me take two, take two. Here we go. Ready? Okay. slate. Uh, I've never been that high on Derek Lewis, right? I think his striking is very, re- uh, very re- remedial remedial. Holy shit. Where'd that word come from? Um, I think it's very basic, and I think, uh, and I think he's just he's gotten away with his power and his personality. He has no ground game. I think he's gonna probably try to take Dawkins down. I think he's gonna initiate the clinch. Uh, I think Dawkins can box him up, and Derek Lewis doesn't have the best chin in the world. Um, a, a slight lean on Dawkins. I'll dive into it more, but you know, uh, need some new blood at heavyweight too. You know, Stephen Thompson versus Blah Muhammad. Great fight. Uh, I hated this one. Announced it. The more I thought about it, the more this fight needs to happen. So. Thompson not a young guy almost 40 how old is he he's like 38 right yeah 38 years old is that right yeah 38 he's going to be 39 in february talking about how he wants to be like one of the oldest guys he's going to fight till he's like 50 or some shit like that yeah i don't know about that cuz his his style is is basically like quick twitch muscle type shit anyway He's like the staple. He's going to be top five, top ten always because he's been there. He's been around. He's a tough puzzle. Blah Muhammad is just begging for respect. 19-3 and record. Has wins over some good guys. Ranked number 11, right? One of the few guys that was like, yeah, I'll fight Chemaev. Even though I think it was kind of bullshit, he still kind of said it. This is the fight. I don't know how Blah wins this, though, right? His stand-up's not that great. His boxing's okay. Keeps his chin in the air. His wrestling is pretty good. I mean, Stephen Thompson did get exposed a little bit by Gilbert Burns. So I think Bilal's grappling is, is going to lead him to victory here, but awkward fight um, for both guys. And I, again, when I first heard it, hated it. Now I kind of love it. Amanda Lemos versus Angela Hill. That's going to be a fucking banger right there. Lamos hits hard. Angela Hill's got the technique down. I like Angela Hill. That's a crazy fight. Rafael Alfonso versus Ricky Simone. Ricky Simone Simon. Simon? I'm not doing the umla, or whatever that is. Um, I'm high on this guy. I think this kid's fucking good, and uh, he's he's back at 35. He's taking a lot of fights at 45 during COVID. Back at 35, fighting a sunset. was coming off. I believe is he is he still coming off the Cody loss? Has he not fought since Cody? He hasn't. I don't know why I must bring. Supposed to fight Hanibal Theloft. Supposed to fight Kyler Phillips. Both got canceled. So now he's fighting Ricky Smoan on a three fight losing streak. Uh, that's, that's dire. That's dire for him. Tough matchup. Rick Simone, Diego Ferrar versus Mantus Gamrot. Gamrot is all the rage. Everyone loves this kid. Uh, really good in the European scene. Came in the UFC. Lost his debut. Is now on fire fighting Diego Ferrar, who was kind of on fire and he got exposed a little bit. Cardio got exposed a little bit. Ground game got exposed a little bit. Uh, that's a fucking banger fight. I love these two fights. I love Simona Sensel, Farrar, Gamrot. I love those fights. Darren Elkins with Cub Swanson. Battle of the fucking vets. But Cub Swanson's got some pretty dope tattoos. I don't really, you know, well, I don't say I wouldn't really like it. I think the palm trees are a little much, but dope at tattoos and Darren Elkins got the worst tattoo. So that's fun. But OGs of the game. I mean, look at these records. 28, 28, 9, and 27 and 12. It's crazy. These guys has been around forever. Can't believe they haven't fought before. You're gonna get your classic Elkins. He's gonna go for takedowns and Cubs is gonna fucking hit him. And and there is gonna be a ton of blood on Elkins and he's not gonna give up. And it's gonna be a wild fucking fight. And uh and you know, Cubs broke before. You know, he's broken in fights before. He's been taken down, he's been choked out. Uh, you know, Elkins is is no joke. Oh, boom, boom. I don't know who that was. What the fuck? I'm sorry for my ASMR listeners. That was uh, something jumped in there. J.R. Merskart versus Dustin Stolfitz. Merskart taking this fight on short notice, I believe. Or is. Either way, I'm not huge on Stolfitz. Merskart very good on the ground. Stolfitz is apparently good on the ground. So we'll see what happens. Honey Barcelos, Victor Henry. I like Barcelos. I thought he got kind of screwed his last time out. Victor Henry, kind of a goof, you know, taking the fight on short notice. Um, Barcelos by a million. I mean... You don't have to wait till Thursday when we do the pickums. Barcelos by a million. Fuck Victor Henry, dork. Justin Taffa versus Harry Huntsucker. Taffa, four and three, big, heavy-handed. Harry Huntsucker seven and four. I can't believe Harry Huntsucker is still in the UFC. I know he's a heavyweight and he likes to bang it out. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. Um, But you know, if you guys know the story, I'm happy to tell it. Christian loves it. Christian sent me the line for next week on Saturday and, and put my name over Tafa and Tafa's like a three thirty favorite or was over Harry Hunsucker because I've sparred Harry before we did several rounds. And I said, if they would have, if there was a video of Harry and I sparring back in the day, I'd be a hell of a lot bigger of a favorite. And that's true. We're looking at probably 800. And let me tell you something, if I fought Harry Hunsucker right now, I probably lose some fat and out of shape, but you give me a month I'm putting them down. Uh, Sajar Eubanks versus Melissa Gatto. Sarge, you know, seems like she fights a lot. And it's just like either she looks tremendous or she gasses and look terrible. Melissa Gatto undefeated. Uh, looks like kind of pretty in the topology. Melissa Gatto. Uh Yeah, that's right. She's she's coming off the broken armor of Victoria Leonardo. Uh, looked okay. Obviously is, is focused on the ground. I don't really know what to read on that fight. Uh, interesting fight at 125 for the women though. You got Sarge, who's Sarge against kind of this new girl who uh is pretty and can fucking snap arms. Charles Jordan versus Andre Yule. I like this fight. Yule going out to 45. Charles Jordan. Um fucked me the last time he uh he fought. I, I you know, I think he got finished. I said, no one finishes Jordan. This guy's this guy's legit. And the Rosa goes and chokes him out. Fuck off. Raquel Tenny, uh, Pennington versus Messi Shazan. I could do without that the fight. Dante Mays versus Josh Parisian. Like what? Who? And Matt Sales versus Jordan Levitt. Oh, God. Okay, those those fights are rough. rough stuff. So maybe Merton missed the first three fights. Right? There's 14 of them. I won't. I'll probably bet him. I'm a fucking degenerate and an idiot. Someone convinced convince me Jordan Levitt's the way to go. Um, but yeah, that's it. That is the podcast. We're almost at an hour. That's good. I want to kind of Get in here. Talk my shit a little bit. Recap 69. Um, 269, that is. 69 is a very, very funny number. them uh, this Thursday. Hopefully with Tim and Christian. I believe we could probably work that out. Follow me on all social media. MMA takes podcasts across the board. Across the fucking board. MMA takes podcasts on Twitter, on Instagram. Fucking YouTube. Subscribe. Like and review, baby. Go to iTunes, right? Just open up iTunes, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, right? Click on the the MMA Takes logo. It's a fucking gorgeous logo. I made it myself. I didn't pay anybody to do it. I made it. Click on the logo. Go and hit, you know, whatever stars you want. Write a little review, okay? That helps me, and that will help you. I don't know how it will help you, but it will. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Whoo! Woo! Woo! Come on, baby! Hello, Hey, pal, we don't want any... To... Come on, motherfucker, back! Come on! Come on, motherfucker! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Yeah! Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dolan.